Um, and if anybody else joins, that's, that's fine. Um, so what I usually do is at the beginning of the meeting, I just mention the book for next time. Um, and then I mention it at the end as well. So if somebody has to leave early, then they know what the book is. So um, next time the book is called When the Stars Go Dark. And the author is Paula McLean. So if you if you've heard her name before, it's because she's written like historical books like The Paris Wife and Circling the Sun. This is her first suspense book. Um, and I've heard it's really good. And um, the DB number is 102900. Um, it's about 11 and a half hours long. And what happened is um, I, I actually had decided to push the meeting back one week. Usually we meet the first Friday of the month, um, but because of everything that was going on last week, I wasn't sure if everybody had power, and I, I thought, you know, Labor Day weekend, and I'll just put every, push everything back. So I looked at the calendar, and the first Friday in October is actually October 1st, so I thought I'll just, for the second time, I'll push the meeting back to October 8th, which is actually the second Friday. And then in November, we'll go back to the first uh, Friday of the month meeting. So we're actually going to be meeting on Friday, October 8th, which is the, the second Friday of the month, but only the eighth day of, of that particular month. Um, and so I, what I usually do is I just give you a little information about the author. And then um, we go around one by one and everybody, you know, just mentions their, a little bit of their thoughts and because we have a smaller group tonight, I think it'll probably be fine to, you know, after everybody gives their thoughts to just have some uh, crosstalk if, you know, if, if people have further things that they want to say. Um, so why don't I get started? Um, so Emma Brody um, has worked in book publishing for about 10 years. Um, most recently, she's worked as an editor at Little Brown, um, Voracious Imprint, which I, I've never heard of the imprint, but um, hi, Marsha, welcome. Um, and she lives in Brooklyn with her husband and her dog, whose name is Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> songs in Ursa <laughs> novel. And I was kind of curious about if she had any background in music because there's so much music in the story. And she has a little bit of a background. Um, her mother was a musician and Emma actually sang in an acapella group in college. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things to me at least was that she wrote all the lyrics that are in uh, the, the book. So if you read the book and you, you've heard all the, the song lyrics, she actually wrote these lyrics. And her brother is a musician, and he would set some music to some of these lyrics. And they made a, um, I guess, a music video. Probably it's probably available on YouTube for one of the songs, which is called "Wallflower." And um, you know, as 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 you all probably know, um, the the characters um, were based on uh, James Taylor and Joni Mitchell. And there are some there are some parallels um, in the story. There's probably a lot of them, but I just found I just noted two of them. One is the album "Songs in Ursa Major" is 36 minutes, which is the same length of Joni Mitchell's album "Blue," which was the album that she wrote immediately after when she broke up with James Taylor. And another parallel that I I noticed was um, so James Taylor in real life 
has kind of a compound on Martha's Vineyard when he was married to Carly Simon. And it's, it's a whole series of houses. And they also had a nightclub. And if you remember in the story, um, the character also had had a you know a nightclub. So there are, there are some parallels to their real life um, taken out of uh, this book. But of course, it, it's still it's not a you know it's not a memoir or a, a nonfiction book. It's a novel. And um, I just wrote down a couple of questions. Um, you don't have to answer them if you're they're not interesting to you. But I just thought I'd throw them out there before we get started. Um, so the first one was, how, how well did you feel that the creative process was shown in this book? And then uh, another question, which I, I thought was kind of interesting, was, you know, we saw the, the breakers, the band that, that Jane has. And, you know, did you feel that the way that the band came together and the way they fell apart was, was realistic? And did you think that this was Jane's story? Did you think it was Jesse's story? Or did you think it was both of their stories? And what did you think of their romance? And then the, the last thing um, is, you know, what did you think about the relationship between fame and success that was shown in, in uh, this, this book? Okay, so anyway, um, we have seven participants. So I'll just call in everybody one by one. And, and then, as, as I mentioned, I, I think we'll probably get through it pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, if you have anything further that you want to add after everybody has a chance, then we'll, we can, you know, have more discussion. Uh, okay. So um, hmm. why, why don't we start with you, Sally? Why don't you tell us what you thought about the book? Okay. Um, I love this book. Um, I am of a certain age, um, but I remember all the all the songs that she mentioned, um, there were little, if you knew Joni Mitchell's music, there were little things in the book itself that really jumped out. Um, her song, Carrie, she has a line in it, under the mantle of moon. Um, there were just so many little in-jokes. Um, I really liked the relationship between Jane and the other women in her family. I thought they were very strong women, especially after we discovered what happened to her mother and where her mother was. Um, I was very glad that Jane and um, um, Jamie did not get married, did not end up together, because I think that would have made it a very schmaltzy novel. And I think both of them deserved better than schmaltz. I do like the fact, I, I really do. I like the fact that they remained friends. I like the fact that he got his life together and took care of his wife when she had ALS. And that Jane had a, a child, a daughter, which meant that she was carrying on her family tradition. I just felt the whole thing especially the earlier parts of the book that were set in the 70s. Um, it made me feel like I was that young again. Um, and there were just so many similarities to um, things that had happened. Um, so I, I hope she writes something else. But um, I recommended to a friend, I said, you're going to think it's a beach read when I describe it to you, but it's really not. Um, 
I that's all I have to say. I, I really thought it was well written. The characters were developed, and for those of us of a certain age, it was a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Sally. That was really a wonderful summary <laughs> of the book. You and I, Alexa, my Alexa has played a lot of Joni Mitchell over the last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank thank you. I I I, I think I you did a great job. Um, okay. Um, how about you, Don? Did you did you have a chance to read the book? What What did you? I think? read the book. Uh, I me and music don't go together too too well, so. I uh, I have heard of Joni Mitchell, of course, but uh, uh, I enjoyed the, the first part of the book, it, and uh, it was it was pretty good story. I think uh, they I think the portrayals were fairly realistic, uh, especially uh, the, the mean. <laughs> uh, I forgot his name now. They, they, they just like, yeah yeah, but um, I I. I I, I thought it was a very good story. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, I, I had a feeling that this book, if it was well-written, because I didn't know when I picked it. Oh, sorry, that's my phone. I'm going to step over here so you all don't have to hear the ringing. Um, that's my sister. I will call her back later. It will stop ringing your four rings, I promise. <laughs> Almost done. Um, anyway, uh, well, Alan, I know that you're a very big music fan, so why don't you tell us what you thought about the book? Yeah, I, I, I'm a very big music fan, but I, I think I'm a, a little bit after this time period. And I did, I mean, I, I love Jane Taylor's stuff like in the 70s, I guess. But I, 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 I until you mentioned it, I didn't even know the book was about. Had anything to do with Joni Mitchell and James Taylor, so uh, I, I didn't know I, they were real. I, 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 I missed that part. So, uh, I, uh, unlike Sally, I, I didn't make any of the connections with the music and stuff. But you know, ha ha having said that, uh, the, the the story was decent. I mean, I found it all believable. I, I, I really found the stuff about the music producers and the guys behind the scenes, the business side of it, very believable because I think they're probably some real jerks and some real uh, uh, butts in, in the business and stuff. So uh, uh, yeah, anybody, especially a female that, that probably spoke up for herself, I, I, I could see uh, that causing some problems and stuff, but uh, uh, you know, uh, and the, the romance was fine, but Jesse, Jesse was the male, right? Is that, is that yes. his name? Okay. Oh, Jesse. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. I called him uh, That's all right. Uh, 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 I, I didn't remember any of the names. It, it's been two or three weeks since I finished it. And mm -hmm. I'm, I am stuff starting to fade. But, uh, I mean, I, you know, the, the romance I, I found believable, especially, I mean, that's just got to be a tough business where you're moving around a lot. It's I, I, I can't imagine uh, pe people can have fame that want it. I wouldn't want anything to do with it myself. But, uh, you know, because it's I mean, I mean, you put yourself out there and you're expected to uh, kind of leave your own self behind, I think. So that so that your fans and stuff can 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 partake of you, I think. But uh, 
a- anyway, uh, I don't mean to go on for so long, but you know, I, I got through the book fine. It, it was a decent story. I, I found it all very forgettable, but then, like I said, I wasn't making any of the connections to, to any of the real life events as, as I went through it. So that's that. So, so thanks. Yeah. Well, I, I listened to a, a podcast with the, the author and um, I had not realized you know, of course, that it was it was very loosely based on a real life romance between Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. So apparently they dated for about a year, um, you know, way before he got involved with Carly Simon. And um, and she said that she spent a lot of time listening to uh, Joni Mitchell's album Blue, which is probably one of her most famous albums. And James Taylor, I'm going to mess up the title, but it's something like Mud Slim something. Mud Slim. 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 Mud Slim. Yeah, Yeah. I I know Sweet Baby James and I know that album better. Um, But that that was the album that he wrote after he broke up with uh, Joni Mitchell. So it was, you know, somewhat based on on their their real life romance. And it wasn't something that I even I mean, of course, I knew both of them, but I didn't know. They had been involved, um, so it was that was that was that. Um, Marcia, what what did you think of the story? Well, I didn't get the correlation either between Carl, uh, Carl James Taylor, and uh, Joni Mitchell. I, I maybe you mentioned it now that you did bring it up again. I think you may have mentioned it last time when you were recommending the book. Um, but I, so I didn't really approach it from that from that you know the romantic part. I was. I mainly was thinking of the the industry, the music industry, and how back in the day, around that time, women had nothing. You know, um, we were just uh, we were just there. The men made all the decisions, and you know, the the record execs. You know, they were number one, and they basically they they had everybody tied up. They with the contracts and everything, and. Uh, Ray, what was his something? Ray, oh, he was a he was a sleaze. Was and it Vincent Ray? Vincent, Vincent, Vincent Ray. No. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that he was oh he was awful, and um, so I approached it more on that that from that basis, and I also found it interesting that most of the groups and so on that that were mentioned they were. They were totally fictional. They didn't mm-hmm. mention hardly any of the groups and performers that were really around in 1969, 1970. Right. But, but I, I liked the book. Um, I, I really did. Um, I would I would give it about a, mm, four, maybe four and a half. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> well, that's out of five. So I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was hoping it wasn't out of 10. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd better clarify that. Right. I go by the Goodreads scale, which is a one to five. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one day we'll have a nice conversation about the Goodreads scale because I, I find that's very confusing because everybody rates it between three and four. It's it's like everything is either a three or a four. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, uh, Liz, what, what did you think of the book? Well, like everyone else, I did not draw the uh, connection between Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. And I'm glad that I didn't, because I think I would have felt um, really frustrated by that, um, because 
you know, if you're going to write a book about James Taylor and Joni Mitchell, write a book about James Taylor and Joni Mitchell, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm just glad I didn't, I didn't draw, didn't, didn't know that, that that what it was based on. Um, Cause I really love James Taylor and yes, I know he struggled with mental illness and I know that he struggled with drug addiction, but that's not the part of his life that I really, you know, want to focus on because he, he really did struggle with that. Um, uh, there's an audible original and I'm trying to remember the name of it about James. Breakshot. Pardon? Breakshot. Breakshot. Yeah, it is excellent. If you really want to know about the real James Taylor, it's, it's a very good. Um, and I think it's, I don't, I don't think it, it costs anything. I think it's an original. Um, yeah, it's free. free. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the story, um, yeah, it seemed kind of par for the course for, for that time period. Um, uh, I don't know. It just, I, I, I liked it. Okay. It was a nice story. Um, I really did like um, Jane's family, um, her relationship with her aunt and her sister. And um, I wasn't quite sure why the storyline of their mother was woven into it other than to explain Jane's nightmares. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was okay. It was, um, you know, the music industry is rough. It's tough. You know, most don't succeed in it. Um, so I'm really glad that they did. I think my favorite part of the book actually was the epilogue um, where it had Jane as an older woman and, 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 and Jesse coming back together. And like, they, they, they did well, they survived. They, they, they went on and they did well. And, you know, um, they were very happy with their lives and they were still friends and, you know, a lot of those relationships really didn't didn't uh, <laughs> didn't last. So um, that actually was my favorite part of the book. Thanks. I, I like the epilogue very much too. I, I'm you know I don't always love epilogues, but I, in this story, I was really glad because they were so young. The characters, I was really glad that we found out what happened later. Um, well, Deborah, it's very nice to have you join us. Um, did you read the book? And what, why don't you tell us what you thought about the book? Well, when I saw um, your announcement of this book a month ago or whatever, I was so excited and I knew that I was going to join you this this time. And I couldn't wait to read the book because these are my people. This is my time. This is, you know, I'm my my first career. I thought I was going to be, you know, the next Joan Baez. So I, you know, went through college learning all this all this music and just knowing every detail of all these people. Ironically, I didn't, <clears throat> I hadn't read anything about the author or anything about the book. I just read the book. So I didn't realize that she intended for it to be. And maybe I would have liked the book better had I known that she was upfront about it being, because I kept thinking, Oh, this is so cheesy. She's just trying to do like Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. Like I, I didn't realize that she intended that or admits that. So I thought she was just kind of stealing so many snippets from their lives and that it was tacky. Um, so, <laughs> so, so kind of, uh, but I think, you know, I came to the book with so much expectation that I was going to absolutely love it because it's written about my favorite era. And maybe that had something to do with, the letdown I just felt it just felt um second rate to me 
the the, the writing, the the believability of the characters. It it just felt second rate. Um, like Sally, I I loved all the you know when she went. But again, I kind of didn't realize she was intending to represent these two people's lives. And so when Jane goes to Matala, I thought, oh, my God, you know, give me a break. You couldn't even come up with another island name. You got to send her to the same place Joni Mitchell wrote, wrote the song about. And then and then the, the guy that she hangs out with, I think, was supposed to be like Carrie, the guy that Jane hangs out with on Matala. There are even like little phrases you know, there's that line in the song. I got um, beach tar. I got beach tar on my feet. Something like that. There, that line is almost there. There are a couple things like that. Where, but, um, but I, I think, I think what I liked best about the book, honestly, was nothing to do with so much the music and the the representation of a famous couple. But the family, I really, I, that was the part that I liked the best was the relationship between Jane and, and her family. Um, I just really liked that idea of there being like all those women. It was really nice. And I think really representative of, of the era too. Oh, and the other thing that I have to complain about, I think that set me off because it's pretty near the beginning of the book, the way that she <clears throat> dismisses Judy Collins and Joan Baez, that was really offensive to me. Um, was, and I can't remember. She says Judy Collins was too something like... Patrician. Yes, yes. And that Joan Baez was too embattled. And I thought, who are you? You don't, <laughs> you don't know yeah. their music. What are you... <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm glad that I read the book. And maybe, I think it's maybe better that I didn't know that the intent was there. I, I'm not sure if it's better or worse. But but I, I just, I, there are other books that, uh, that revisit this era that do a much deeper, better job of, of bringing it to life, I think. Um, so, yeah, so I, the idea was great, but I didn't think the execution was as great as it could have been. But I'm still glad I read it. So I'm curious, what books do you think, um, just because I might want to read them, uh, what books are you thinking of? A nonfiction book that is one of my favorite books of all time, maybe, is Girls Like Us. And it's about Joni Mitchell, Carol King, and Carly Simon. And it's it's oh, non yeah. it's nonfiction, but it's 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 you know it's storytelling nonfiction. It, it, it's really good. I read it several years ago, and I I would also it's, really recommend yeah. it. Yeah, sounds and good. And an, another one that's really good, um, not about Joni Mitchell, but it's about Joan Baez, Bob Dylan, and um, Mimi and Richard Farina, is Positively Fourth Street. That's yeah. great too. Oh, yeah. yeah, read that again. It, it's nonfiction, but it's it's so so good. Thank well, you. It, it was another book that I read right before oh, I read this book, which was called The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton. And oh. I was going to I was going to pick that book for this group. But I read the book. It, first of all, it's fantastic as as an audio book, because there's like 10 different 
narrator. So you, you feel like you're listening to a documentary or something. And it's, it's very different than this book, but it's the same era. Um, so Opal is a black uh, soul singer from Detroit and Nev is an English folk singer and they come together and it's a much, much darker story, but I would, I would definitely recommend that one. What is it again? Say the what title again. The title again? Sure. It's called The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Dawnie, D-A-W-N-I-E, Walton, W-L-T-O-N. So, hi, Shell. Are you, are you, are you, Shell, from what, from where, from Wales? Was <laughs> yes. part of our group for so long and we missed so much. That's uh, me, so, yes. Oh, Shell, hi. Oh, my God. We're so <laughs> happy to have you back. Well, we'd love to hear, we'd just like to hear your voice, but if you want to tell us what you thought about the book, that would be great as well. Well, I, I enjoyed it, but I had no idea it was anything to do with uh, Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. I wouldn't have known that, so I was just following it like a novel. And I did enjoy it, but I it was um, a little bit too romancy for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just didn't think it was very memorable, really. Um, I don't know. Uh, but there, there were certain bits I agree I thought the ending was one of the best bits because it wasn't I was sure that they were going to end up there's the usual thing where they got together and you know as a as a romantic couple and so I, I quite enjoyed the ending and I didn't see it coming that um, her mum uh, was going to be in the uh, in the local hospital I didn't see that coming at all so I enjoyed that and I was a bit annoyed that she could just go and play the piano without being able to Oh, yeah. oh, I, know. I think I'm, I might be just jealous so <laughs> but um no I enjoyed it but um I don't think I don't think it was my favorite book that we've read but I did enjoy it well, well Shell, did, did you listen to one of our archives and hear us talking about you the other day wondering where you were I, I didn't know no I didn't know we were talking about you in the last month or so, wondering uh, what happened to you and stuff. So I have I have read a couple of the books and listened to a few of the archives, but we we were caring for my um, father-in-law and mother and mother-in-law for a long time, and things were very uh, stressful. So, but they uh, passed away imagine, now. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but, I'm, I'm I'm <laughs> but I, it means things are more relaxed now, so I'll be able to come back. Uh, plus, oh, it's the middle of the, it's the middle of the night over there too. So, I mean, we, we understand is. about that. Yeah. So, but. Uh, well, it's so it's so good to hear your voice. We're glad uh, you're it's here. Lovely, again. So, it's lovely yeah. to hear you all too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I I saw your name pop up, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we, we've talked about you from time to time. We we're like, what happened to her? What happened to her? Uh, oh, very it's nice to be back. Right. Oh, Michelle. I, yes. <clears throat> this is Deborah again. I just thought of something else that that sure. I I meant I meant to throw out. Um, for, for people who, who did enjoy the book, or even more importantly, who do enjoy Joni Mitchell and James Taylor, um, I, and I was kind of mixing it up in my head because I read this book like three or four weeks ago, and then I saw this show shortly after. There is a, uh, a documentary on, I think it was on Amazon Prime, called Inventing David Geffen. Oh, and... It's actually on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. 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 So, you, okay. So others have seen it. It was so good. He was, um, uh, well, kind of grew up in, in your neck of the woods, Michelle. 
and I was kind of a, I think maybe not poor, but, but not a wealthy kid and didn't do real well in school, but he just headed out to Los Angeles and became this major, um, music manager, movie producer, you know, person happening. And, and the song, Joni Mitchell's song about the, the star making machinery, um, is about him anyway. And so anyway, it was just, it, it, that was really fun. That documentary was just really fun. Like learning all these behind the scenes things about producing all of these people, Laura Niro and Joni Mitchell. And I think there were mentions of Carol King in there and James Day was just really good. So I just wanted to mention that. Well, I, I think what was interesting to me was listening to all of your comments was that different parts of the story resonated with, with different people. So some people, you know, resonated with her family and other people were interested in the music scene. I, I would say for myself, I think the thing that resonated, I, I liked, I, I kind of liked the portrait of, of James Taylor. I, I'm sure it's not hundred percent accurate, but you saw, you saw that he was in real distress and obviously the real life James Taylor was in, I think it's called McLean's Hospital yeah, in, yeah. in Massachusetts. And, you know, he had drug history and, and, and we all know that. Um, and I, I think I just like the, the I, I, I like the way that she showed, showed the connection between fame and success, because I think a lot of times people are very talented, but they have to find a way to become famous. And even when they had to, you know, do like these little interviews in magazines and things like that, talking about your nail polish and whatever. That's sort of part of, of, of the whole thing. So I thought she tried to capture the spirit, I guess, of, of the music industry. And, and as many of you have mentioned, how difficult it is for, for women, you know, then and today and, and whatever. Um, and for me, one of my, actually, one of my favorite albums of all time is Joni Mitchell's Court and Spark. I know every word. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, I probably, I feel like Blue should be my favorite album, but it's not. Court and Spark is my favorite album of, of yeah. hers. And I, I just, and I, I would like, I think I'm going to listen to it again because I haven't heard. <laughs> you know, I, I have the feeling that if I ever get to mention it and get to the point where I can't remember mm-hmm. my own name, yeah. I'll still remember all the lyrics in Court and Spark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, that album. Um, so I, I, I did, I mean, I, I think everything that everybody's saying, their criticism is very valid. Um, but, you know, it was, I, I thought for a first novel, it wasn't bad. Um, it's, it sort of captured the flavor a little bit of the times and the industry and, and, and things like that. So um, I don't know if anybody has anything else, you know, we could just talk in general or if anybody has anything. Uh, well, I have a question. If sure. Do you want to go ahead, Alan? I was going to say, how old is the author? Do That's what that? that was going to be the question. <laughs> one of my questions. Um, well, I think, I think she said she worked in the book industry for 10 years. So if I had a guess, she's in her thirties. Well, that, okay. that, even without knowing a single thing, that was my immediate guess. Reading the yeah, book, yeah, this yeah, is somebody who didn't live through any right. of this. Yeah. No, no, she, she's not like in her 60s or 70s. But, you know, that said, I mean, I have read historical fiction by people who couldn't possibly have lived during the time, and they make it, they bring it to life. Well, you know? so this it's, was supposed to be, well, it wasn't supposed to be nonfiction, but it, it it was supposed to portray, you know, that time 
frame. Right. So, yeah. 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 Well, my that's other, what I'm... My, my other question... Well, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Go, I go kept wishing that, that, that we could hear the songs, you know, as they were talking about them and recording them and, and playing <laughs> them. I just kept thinking, I wish you could just turn to... The A lady and say, play that track. I don't know if you were here, but I had mentioned um, I was talking about the author that she actually wrote the lyrics for the songs that were in the book. And her brother, who's a musician, um, wrote music for at least one of the songs. So one of the songs is called Wallflower. Oh, wow. And they yes. made a little music video. So if I can find it, I'll, I'll send it to everybody. Um, it's probably oh, yeah, that'd be on fun. YouTube somewhere. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think it would be real. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I was impressed. I mean, I'm I'm not, unfortunately, not very musical. So I was kind of impressed that she could come up with all of these lyrics, you know, not really being a professional musician. Um, and she said that she ran it by her brother, who is a professional musician. Um, and he he kind of, you know, sort of fixed things a little bit and whatever. But it's it was it was interesting, actually. To, to I mean, I, I like books about the creative process. I like books that show the behind the scenes of like theater or film world. And I guess this is a little bit of the behind the scenes of music. If you know a lot about music. I'm sure you could find all the little faults in in the story, but I don't. So I just kind of went with it. Well, my question is, it kind of goes back to the, to the story. Um, You know, that, pardon me, the, the, the uh, blues singer or whatever. uh, Well, actually, no, I guess she was a folk singer who did perform at the, at the fest, but she was uh, the, the black woman who was friends with Charlotte. Yeah, Lacey. Lacey Dorman was it? Was that her name? Yeah. yeah. But um, it Charlotte having schizophrenia. Did did she write? I wonder. Did, did I was confused. Did she actually write those songs? I don't know that we ever got that. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah. I decided she didn't, yeah. but, but I don't think they ever I told just, us. No. I decided she didn't as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then on the other hand, Lacey said, oh, that, you know, that's one of my favorite songs and she wrote it for me. Right. So that's why I was so, you know, confused. I, I thought that she wrote it for the woman singer, but not the man singer. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I thought that she saw the man singer and she was having delusions and she thought that she had written the song. But I did think she I thought she was a songwriter and she had a little bit of early success. So I I, I don't know that we know. We could write to the author and ask her. I'm just kind of curious about that. Yeah. It did kind of give you an idea of what it would be like to be on tour and fall out, though. I mean, that must be awful. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. in a bus and everybody's not speaking and it must be awful. And I, I presume that happens quite a lot. Probably. Mm. I, I think in the music situation, I mean, I, I would imagine that you could come up with a band and then they try to pair you with other musicians, maybe who are more talented than the musicians that you were playing with. But I was kind of sorry that her band fell apart so quickly. Mm-hmm. They seemed I would like yeah. Well, yeah. but back in the day too, they had, and I didn't realize this. I read a book a few years back about the California. Well, Glenn Campbell was in it. I mean, there were a bunch of these session musicians who performed uh, on all these famous albums. They played with the Beach Boys and 
and mm-hmm. a, a lot of the rock groups. And, you know, growing up and listening to the music, I always thought, wow, you know, they, what a great band and, and what have you. Come to find out that a lot of these people on these albums were session guys. Yeah. 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 So and that's probably how they did it, too. Well, you're going to play with you're going to play with the Beach Boys tomorrow. And, you know, were you and you and you and you were going to be on it. And, you know, kind of busted my little bubble there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all people weren't really all that good. So for those who, who, who read, uh, it sounds like a lot of people here read a lot of books about musicians and Another one that I've read in the last year that I liked very much was uh, Glenn Campbell's biography written by his wife, oh, um, I Gentle on My it. Mind. I, I really, think it would have made me too sad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And what the only, the, the saddest thing for me was that she says at the end of it that she created an 11 or 12 song um, playlist on YouTube and I couldn't find it. And Alan tried to help me find it too. And we couldn't couldn't find her playlist where she said it would be. But um anyway, so <laughs> so if anybody reads that book and finds that playlist, please let me know. Okay, well, um <laughs> I guess I guess we've we've discussed the book. Um, I, I'm just curious, Shell. How how are things in in Wales in terms of COVID? How are how how is everything there? Are, is everything locked down, or everything's back to normal, or what what's going on um, in your neck of the wood? Well, everything has been back to normal, but the cases are on the rise again now, and they're starting to make noises about more lockdowns, um, possibly. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes coming into the winter. But at the moment, we're just we're completely unlocked, but mask wearing. Yeah, um, that's good. And, mm-hmm. we're doing here. Know. What's yeah. the vaccination status? You know, like- it's it's very good. Yeah, it's, we're, we're all very well vaccinated here. I think now the only people that aren't vaccinated are people that have refused it and children really so there's a big debate going on as to whether to vaccinate the sort of 12 to 16 year olds and it's been a bit of an argument Mm -hmm. (laughs) well here um, here we can uh, 12 and up can can be vaccinated mm, it's still only 16 and up here but um I think yeah. I think any any adult that wants to be vaccinated has been now. So you know, and they're talking yeah. about doing a booster starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's uh, you know, here. but things aren't looking too good at the minute. Thing you know, it's rising quite rapidly no. since, since the children went back yeah. to school. I think yeah. here in Michigan, we're now averaging three thousand new cases a day for the last two days. I mean. Our yeah. our numbers are just going straight up, and they oh. have been for the last ten weeks. So, it's it, uh, Ohio too. I'm, I'm actually finding myself being really angry about it, just because it didn't need to happen. People could have right. gotten vaccinated and kept the numbers down, but right. it's such a politicized yeah. issue here that I'm, I'm just crazy. Feeling, yeah. yeah. Well, she she'll be <laughs> glad that the folks in Wales are much smarter than they are in Mississippi. Yeah. Well, we got like a 30% <laughs> vaccination rate. 
We got a bunch yeah, of I will, I will mention that to a friend of mine, Sharn, who lives, she's Welsh, but she lives in uh-huh. Salisbury. She married a Somerset lad, um, but she she is teaching me Welsh very, very slowly. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but, she, but she'll be glad to hear that Welsh was, Wales was well represented. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for coming, and thank you for reading the book. Um, I will I will mention the book for next time, um, which is called When the Stars Go Dark by Paula McLean, and the DB number is 102900. It's about 11 and a half hours. Um, she's known for writing historical books like um, The Paris Wife and Circling the Sun, this is her first first book that's different, which is a suspense book. I've heard it's very, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's very good. Um, and what I decided to do was, as a temporary measure, um, since the first Friday of the month is October 1st, I wanted everybody to have four weeks time to read the book. So I'm pushing the meeting to Friday, October 8th. And then in November, I think it's November 6th, we'll go back to the regular first Friday of the month uh, schedule. Um, but th- thank you so much for everybody for coming. And um, Alan, do you want to mention the book for, for Worlds of Books and, and when your meeting is? We're meeting a week from Tuesday, the 21st of September. I think that's a week from yep, Tuesday. That's, yep, that's yeah. Uh, yes, yes. yeah. I couldn't tell you what the name of the book was if my life survived the night. Survive the night. I just survived the night. Is it any good? I hadn't started it yet. <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mickey picked it, so my co-facilitator picked oh, it. So that's, that's, I haven't started it yet. I have downloaded it though. I started okay, it yeah. last night, but and it, it's no reflection on the book. But I fell asleep, so I'm going to have to start it over. <laughs> but it, okay. it, it is not a reflection of the book. It, it oh was, yeah, well, Mickey acted um, like it was great, so we'll see. What's you know, the title again? Survive the night. Survive. Survive. The night. Okay. Yep. Okay. And Michelle, I'll send I'll send out your newswire for next month uh, later this evening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle, thank you for pushing that back because I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I wouldn't have been able to be here on the first. You know, how I, is all your uh, weather now? Is it are you all over all that now? Yeah, the, yeah, I think so. Louisiana, I, Louisiana yeah, it, is still kind of a mess. I think it is. But, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, still lots. A lot of folks without power in Louisiana, a lot, a lot of trees that got knocked down and power and, and lines with them. So, so. Just because Joni's not here tonight, I'm going to say, remind everybody that Banquet of Books, is it a, going to be on Sunday? Yes. It is. Yep. yep. Yeah. I've already sent the newswire out. It's, Starting it's at five. Uh, five we just come and talk about the books we've read. So, yep. Yep. That's, and then Novel Ideas will be next, next Friday. Next Friday. That's and right. we're reading, yeah. um, we're going to be discussing... Uh, the Goodbye Cafe. I can't remember the author's name, but it's a it's a trilogy that we started a couple months ago, and everybody really liked it and wanted right. to continue the, with the trilogy. The sugar, so. well, the sugar House Blues was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Sugar House yeah. Blues. Yeah, yeah, was right. the first it's one. A family yeah. drama. I mean, it's 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 family, and it's 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 fun, and it's it's good. It is yeah, an author. A, it, and, and oh boy. Uh, I, I, I don't usually go to the mystery group, but I actually read the book. It's called The Chocolate Cat Caper. By Joanna Carter. Oh, okay. That's see. the fourth 
Sunday of the month, I know, at 5 o'clock. So. Bookshelf. One second here. Audio books. Hang on. Mariah Stewart wrote oh, The Goodbye go. Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Stewart's S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Uh, I or... think it is S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Okay. All right. So. I didn't remember her, oh, oh, her name, but me. I did remember the spelling after you mentioned her name. Yeah, and it, 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 it's real. It's, it's a real feel-good kind of trilogy. And yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so after uh, we read "Survive the Night," <laughs> can we? we, we <laughs> is is Randy okay? Because I noticed she didn't have the group for a couple of months. Is there? Oh, she just wanted to take a break. She wanted a break. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's got some time off. Yeah. So what, Liz? What was your question about after Survive the Night? What were you going to say? I, I missed it. Oh, I was just going to say after we've read Survive the Night, we might want to read something like the Chocolate Cat Caper or the. Oh, know, the okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a uh, yes. great weekend and stuff. So, uh, well, thanks, thank you, Liz, man. Thanks. Take yeah, care. Thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks so much. Good seeing everybody. Nice see and welcome back, yeah. y'all. Yeah, she'll be back. Glad you're back. Yeah. See you next month. We we really have missed you. We you several times. (laughs) Thank you. When we went to the Zoom platform, there was something you couldn't do that or whatever. But you know, cool. No, we just had problems. I did read some of the books. I loved the one with the with the mermaid. I forgot what it was called now. Oh, I'm so glad you like that. That I love that. that. it too, but it was not a popular choice in the group. So oh, no. which one oh, I love this. Which, which one was it? I don't yeah. even remember. I don't either. Mermaid and Mrs. Oh. Hancock, that one. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I that. that too. But if you listen to the download, it wasn't popular. So oh, I'm, no. Yeah, I'm remembering like, that now. <laughs> Yeah, so I have read some of the books. I've just not been able. Sometimes I meant to come in, and I've just not been able to stay up because I'm not very good oh, at staying sure. up. Much later, of course. Well, thank you, everybody, and and thank we'll you. see each other, I guess, on Sunday or one of the other groups. So, yeah. th- thanks everybody for coming. Okay, thanks. great. Thanks. Bye, bye, night, bye everybody. Bye. 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 Good night. Alexa, turn on the TV.